0: Me and Kyle have like similar problems. Like, I can't (laughs) remember names, and he just mispronounces names. Like, Johnny? Yeah, that's Jimmy. Well, Jimmy G.
1: (laughs) It blew my mind again, all over again.
2: (laughs) Well, like, I, I have, have Steelers. Him winning
1: the well, Wilson's another guy where if Seattle's stupid enough to let him go, I was raving on Russell Wilson in our last episode. Call it now. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to
0: Denver. They still got a... Uh... God, what <laughs> do I always... Dude, I'm the name. names. you need to be a top 10 quarterback? Absolutely not. I mean, look at my Bears in 2006.
1: When, when... He remembers the year. Was it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> I remember that loss like it was yesterday. And this is where he's wrong. What you're wrong in and what I'm right in, by the way, everybody give me a hand for being right, um, is that...
2: Welcome to Only Football with Kyle and Rick. This is...
1: I like it. Welcome <laughs> to Football. Week 12 edition. Uh, all the games are done, including the 49ers game based on the score.
0: That's right. That's right. Real quick for all the people in Mexico City. I got it. I got it up for y'all. Oh, bienvenidos. Bienvenidos a Only Football con Kyle y Rick. See. Sí.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I totally agree. Um, I was just telling Rick and we're going to have a little fantasy segment either, but I need CMC to totally not play the rest of this game to win my week, (laughs) which with the score, the way it is, it could very well go like that.
0: They need to just sit him right now. They just definitely need to sit him right now.
1: (laughs) So, uh, our last episode, I was just coming off of a flight and I was coming from Vegas and Mm -hmm. I, I let everybody know that put in a little parlay, a little nine gamer. And I just <laughs> just want everyone to know that uh, the parlay, which we're going to break down all of our games, consists uh, of uh, the Bills, the Ravens, the Commanders, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Broncos. And <laughs> look
0: how sad he <laughs> If you, if you know, you know, you already know, know,
1: you know, we had the ball, we're running out the clock. I mean, I I hit every single game, you know, the, the little percentage thing that's like while the game's on, it's like percentage of win We were at like 98%. We were running the clock and they're like, you know what we should do here? We should just throw an incomplete pass. So they get the ball back with time.
0: (laughs) That just seems to be the theme this year in the NFL, you know I mean? And I bet like it. It, somehow the Cardinals are going to come back in this game, though. That's how crazy this NFL season is. Yes, been. Oh.
1: it has. It has been insane. Um, we will. We'll get to that game, but man, yeah. that is a tough, tough way to lose. I mean, I was already like looking at the tickets. I'm like, well, I got to go back to Vegas and mm-hmm. pick up all this money, you know. And boom, yep, yep. it just all gets ripped from you. So if you, uh, <laughs> if boom, you- Randy Kisser. If you've been there, you know. I mean, I just got over it a couple hours ago. So, <laughs> and then yeah, it and then just it,
0: got over it. Yeah. All right. Literally.
1: <laughs> and then it just got reactivated when the fucking 49ers won because I'm like, that was the <laughs> last one on my thing. So, whatever, man. We will just move on. That's life. We're going to start off with a game that um, you were leaning towards. And I kind <clears> of <throat> changed your mind. I persuaded you a little bit um with your favorite team which yep i don't feel like that happens very often if you you know you either know that you're going with that. yeah we did right we made the wrong (laughs) decision um you watched that game i didn't have i i mean obviously i was looking at the score but yeah um it looked like the bears were gonna win and then i feel like after that uh kickoff return it was a just uh, too much momentum shift to come back from but At that moment, it felt like, okay, the Bears just scored. And
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I think they went up at two possessions at that point. And then the kickoff happened and it was like, okay, well, now Atlanta, they didn't have the momentum. They just kind of neutralized things. So I don't really know what happened from that point. Obviously, I know Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Fields hurt his shoulder at the end of the game. And I'll go to a bold prediction about that later. But could you just tell me as a Bears fan? what actually happened was Atlanta better did the bears kind of just drop the ball i mean what mm-hmm. what did you think
0: so as far as the bears falcons right um and yeah like you said earlier you persuaded me to go to the bears because I, I i really thought they had it you know the the falcons coming off that loss against the panthers um it just it, and and the history of coming off a loss against the panthers i think was the the opposing team loses the next week too something like that but the Bears' play calling was really rough. I will say that the the, the play calling was really rough, and and it, I wouldn't say necessarily it was the kick return, but that was a huge a huge momentum uh, 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 boost for the Falcons because they did go into the half tide at seventeen seventeen, um, and the, and that was with you know the the, the kick return touchdown. But the play calling really took a hit. Getsy really took a hit in play calling, especially in the second half. The, the Falcons go up 24-17, I believe, in the third. Yeah, it was the third quarter. It was a Mariota touchdown run. They went up 24-17, and I think Ku hit a field goal right after that. So they had just scored 10 unanswered points. And it seemed to me what happened was Getzi was trying to basically recreate what Fields had done the last two, three weeks, which was basically – win the game with his legs or at least attempt to win the game with his legs. So a lot of – I was on Twitter all day, obviously, right? So if you follow me on Twitter, you know I was tweeting about this game. And the biggest, I think, the biggest headache at least for uh, Bears fans on Twitter, on – me everyone was that there wasn't enough passing plays and that that was really the biggest issue was there wasn't enough passing plays it was just recreation of of fields trying to get it done with his legs that's really all gets he was trying to do and that is kind of what happened towards the end was even during the two minute drill it was like rushing qb qb uh sneaks qb runs ended up leading to fields getting hurt uh not even like at the end, like even before that it was, he was taking hits because one of the things that I had said on big league Chicago earlier was when he had that really huge hit against that lions player to, to score and he knocked him out. The, the feeling was like, that could have easily also been fields been the one that gotten hurt. So he's taken a lot of damage on his body over the last month in, in these four or five games. So that was a big reason, but I think it was the play calling that really screwed him at the end. Again, Getty was just trying to recreate that offense from Fields, and there was a pick six um, that really kind of screwed them – or not a pick six, I'm sorry, a, uh, the, the kick return. Because look, the defense did did their job. When you take away that kick return touchdown, they only gave up 20 points, right? And again, yeah. the, the, the Bears scored 24. That should have been a win. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really the play calling that kind of screwed them at the end. The offensive line wasn't doing Justin Fields any favors. The best rated lineman in that game was our fifth round pick rookie Braxton Jones. Mustafer, Riley Reef, uh, Schofield, uh, Whitehair—they all did terribly to protect Fields. So I could see why he would lean towards the run. But you also have to at least be able to, to, to get more pass plays in it. And really at the end of the day, the play calling again, I'm just going to repeat it, play calling at the end, screwed the, screwed the bears, but give credit to Atlanta and credit to Cordero Patterson for returning that touchdown, that kick return for a touchdown, because that was a huge boost. And Mariota did, did enough, you know, to, to win this game against the bears at home.
1: Yeah. I, I don't want to give them credit, man. I
0: just, <laughs> I want my money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at like Lamar Jackson putting on 15 pounds, the the concern especially you hearing it now with Buffalo like okay, mm-hmm. it's it, it'll work out for 2 3 years to let's say play that style of football where Justin Fields is a dual threat. Yeah. But look at any quarterback that is playing in their late 30s. They
2: mm-hmm. don't,
1: you know, they don't do that. That that style of play doesn't uh doesn't have a long shelf life. So the real question is, are the bears willing to kind of, kind of hone that in and try to dial it down? Or do you just capitalize on it and celebrate that you have a quarterback for the first time, you know, in the last God knows how long, (laughs) Um, or try to find some kind of balance? Because Mm -hmm. I think Justin Fields has shown a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, like you said, he's already hurt, you know, God forbid you guys were actually competing for, you know, the number one or division, the North, right? Uh, Let's at, say, yeah,
0: at least the division. Could you imagine like, that would be insane. This,
1: yeah. This would be devastating. Like <clears throat> it doesn't seem as big of a deal. Cause you, you you're three and eight. Um, it, it kind of feels like even though the season's not over yet, that there's mm-hmm. nothing left to play for um but if you did this this injury would be huge
2: yes this would be a
1: really really big deal um so it's just something to keep in mind um I think that the the Bears are in good hands moving forward I'm not going to get too Mm -hmm. you know caught up in this one game um Mm -hmm. but I watched I watched Justin Fields kind of roll out It was, I think, in the second quarter, and he ran it in himself. Mm -hmm. He, like, Mm -hmm. rolled out to the left and just ran it in. And it just looks like he's, like, the most athletic person on the field when he makes those plays because it just looks like he's, you know, varsity playing on the freshman field. And (laughs) that is – Honestly, yeah. Yeah, and and it passes the eye test. Like, how many people have played in the NFL? And, like, Drew Locke's a perfect example. Mitch Trubisky, too, where – you're like, okay, we can make a lot of excuses for them, but did they pass the eye test? Not yeah. really. They had yeah. moments. Justin Fields, even though they're three and eight, he's already plas- passed the the eye test with flying colors. Yes. Yep. And that's something you can build around and be happy about. And I guess if that's all you get from this season, it's that is a great season. You know, it's for worth it. A, it's yeah,
0: it's worth it one hundred percent.
1: So. Yeah, man. Um, I would have picked the Bears if, if mm-hmm. it happened again because I really thought that the, that Cordell Patterson thing, I had no idea that he just broke the record. I was like, yeah, dude, I follow football very it. closely. I follow it very closely, and I had no idea Devin Hester, his record was even like close to being broken. So I don't know how well, missed I missed all those kick returns.
0: So I think uh, Devin Hester's is overall... Returns on punts, kicks, and field goals. Technically, because he did technically return a field goal once against the Giants. So I think Hester's record is overall versus like kick returns, punt returns, and just miscellaneous. I think so. Yeah, but yeah, no,
1: that would make more sense.
0: Yeah, it's impressive what Cordero Patterson has done. Nine kickoff returns, and one of them was, or one or two was with the when he was with the Bears as well. So it's impressive. But I wanted to hear your what was your what was your uh, conspiracy theory on Justin's uh, shoulder injury?
1: Oh, not really. Not really a conspiracy. Although that would mm-hmm. be cool to have one of those. Um, <laughs> it was. It's just I don't think they're going to play Justin Fields for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, they, I would agree. And that's that's pretty much. I think when when your season's like this, you've seen what you need to see. Be yeah. a little conservative. Um, I mean, as a competitor, he probably wants to go out there and play and you can make an argument that there's still like there there's still i guess something to gain for having him out there playing um, mm-hmm. getting better at reading defenses and stuff like that but if he actually has a legitimate injury and you know Matt Eberflew didn't pour cold water on that when they asked him if it was yeah. a significant injury um, so I mean, if you're even in that kind of realm, look what happened to Baker Mayfield. We've never seen him play the same since he kind of pushed through that injury. And his last year
0: in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just feel like if I'm, if I'm, you know, upstairs for the bears, I'm going to make that call and be like, you know what? I God bless him as a competitor, but no, you know, and that's.
0: And that's the argument we were making too on, on big league Chicago. We're like, okay, we're going up against a jets team whose defense just sacked Mac Jones six times. They have a good defense. Justin Fields gets hit has been getting hit consistently over the last four weeks. Even David Montgomery in an, in a press conference earlier was like, wow, I take those kind of hits. I can only imagine what it's doing to Justin. Right. So right. why start him? Why start them with, with, with what is reported. And then, and then reported to be false, a dislocated shoulder by Adam Schefter. Um, they said it was a dislocated shoulder, but then Adam Schefter said it wasn't. So why even start him against the Jets defense? And then why even start him against the Packers when we're going into our bye week the following week, right? It, it Even if he's that much of a competitor and wants to play games for the rest of the season, sit him the next two weeks going into the bye, evaluate him during the bye, can he play? Is it, is it lingering? Don't start him. I, I, we finally have a quarterback. Don't start this guy. If he's hurt.
1: Yeah. And right now, just looking at the NFC player picture, cause you guys, theoretically you could go 10 and eight if you went out and I'm yeah. not saying it, it couldn't happen, but it's unlikely. Very. But, <laughs> at, but you're in the NFC. So, I mean, it's a little bit better than being in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. You're fourth your uh your i guess your wild card spots are no 49ers. we'd go
0: we go nine and eight not ten and eight
1: oh right right yeah so yeah. i mean you would need 49ers to lose uh you know only win four more games i'll put it that way i don't know how many are yeah. left i think seven so mm-hmm. they would need to drop like four of those yeah you know so i guess you can make an argument that there's one more week before you're actually I guess you won't be eliminated, but the odds would probably go from like 10 to, you know, two or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. What do you think about that? And then we'll move on. Do you think that the Bears, if they win out, they could potentially wild card in at nine and eight or no?
0: There's I, I don't think there's any way there's it's a very strong NFC this year um, as far as like the NFC East um, and yeah. the NFC uh, West looks promising you know, with the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, so I don't think in any way, shape or form, the Bears should attempt to win out and or should attempt to start fields at all. Unless, you know, after we're talking about after the bye week and he like feels good, there's no pain, he feels 100%. Okay, let's, let's kind of throw him out there. Let him build some more momentum or some more, um, um, I guess, more of a relationship with Chase Claypool since he's going to be here another year. Try to get Komet some more touches, try to get Mooney this, you know, But other than that, if he's not feeling well, throw Trevor Simeon out there. I don't give a shit. Hey,
1: Trevor Simeon's all right. He's
0: he's not bad. He really isn't. He really is not bad.
1: He was our first quarterback when Manning retired. He was like, we brought in all these guys with bigger names. And he was, you know, some sixth or fifth round draft pick kid that no one knew. And he just consistently beat everybody out and won the job the whole season. And And since Manning retired... That season is our best. Most wins since mm-hmm. Manning retired was with Trevor Simeon. So there's and worse t- people, you know, exactly.
0: To- and that that's all we need. We just need someone because we we got three wins right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Playoffs. Even if we win out, there's no way we can make a, a, a wild card run, at least in my opinion. I mean, a lot of things got to happen. Crazier things have happened in the NFL um, as the, 49ers are kind of running out the clock here with a minute 20 left in the fourth they're up 38 10 so that that, that's a dub for us but yeah that's enough about the bears and justin fields
1: (laughs) and i just won my fantasy game because they rested mccaffrey in the fourth
0: nice and i think i i also won mine but we'll get into that a little bit later yeah we let's let's talk about panthers
1: Um,
0: um kind of kind of a boring game. And by boring, I mean, it was more of a defensive game, right. For three quarters basically. And then the Ravens broke out for 10 points in the fourth. Um, and that was thanks to some turnovers from the defense, forced fumbles, two interceptions. And then Lamar Jackson had a rushing touchdown, uh, Against a Panthers defense that that has looked good consistently for two weeks, you know the, the game the week before against Atlanta, which has a pretty good offense, you know that I know of now too, against the Bears, um, and they had three sacks and blitzed uh, blitz Lamar fifty percent of his dropbacks, so they were definitely putting some pressure on. And unfortunately, you know they they lose this game thirteen to three, I believe was a final score.
1: Yeah, thirteen three.
0: 13-3 they, they, they end up losing the game but I mean it's not something that you expected them to win either and we thought to be honest I thought this was going to be a blowout but it turned out to be a pretty defensive heavy game uh, with the Panthers at the Ravens
1: yeah well Lamar this was uh, apparently a flu game for him so he was sick oh, wow. going, yeah, going into the game so I'm not going to like read into it too much but I definitely think that he wasn't 100% out there um it's just not typical Ravens to score only 13 points and I'm not gonna crown Carolina as you know this stout defense that can shut down the Ravens who put mm-hmm. up more points against the bills um I just think it was a you know an off day and luckily for them they had Carolina if you're gonna have an off day you know good thing it happened against a three and eight Carolina team instead of somebody else because anyone else, I mean, not anyone else. The Broncos,
2: <laughs>
1: but most <laughs> well, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, most other teams would have capitalized on this and probably got the win. But I think Ravens kind of squeaked by with a game that will be forgotten very easily when season is oh, yeah. over.
0: And and Baker made his made a start for the Panthers. I almost wanted to see uh, PJ Walker because. Baker's stat line, 21 for 33, 196 yards and two interceptions. Nothing. And you you mentioned Baker earlier. He has not played the same since his last year in Cleveland. And this is one of those clear examples of why did he start for the Panthers at the beginning of the year? Yeah, of course, because he's probably your best bet, you know, outside of a of a Darnold that is that was that is hurt now, but better than PJ Walker, right? And right. I mean, it's not. It it really isn't because you 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 rely on the defense and at least PJ Tucker adds some sort of like wild card to him. But if, it I mean, if it's me, if it's me, I am starting Baker, but clearly Baker has shown who he is recently and you know what he will be, I think. And I, I just, that's kind of Baker right now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I i do not know if he's still concussed from headbutting people with his helmet off. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. That's
1: right. Um, But yeah, that was just not a very uh, exciting game at all. And if the Ravens, you got to remember too, they scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So most of that game, it was three to three, which is just very, very boring football.
2: Very Um, boring.
1: Our next game, I don't know if you got to see the stories, but there was a huge snowstorm in Buffalo. Everyone's aware. They moved the game to Ford Field in Detroit, where the Lions play. And they showed all these videos of people that are actually on the team being stuck inside their house. And like they said, the what is it? The brotherly neighborly love city of neighborly love. Yeah. They all came out and were shoveling and they got the Mm -hmm. snow plow out there and they're making lanes for them. And it was so cool, man, because um, I haven't seen a story like this since uh, this happened in 1998 and weirdly enough, I, I believe that this it was the uh, year the Broncos won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and John Elway and uh, Shannon Sharp they love talking about this because it was like, this is why uh, I think the Bills are going to win. Now I got this kind of like,
2: mm-hmm. Oh,
1: okay, this happened because it really unites players to have mm-hmm. these kind of experiences. Um, the, it's so unique, and you know the rush to the airport and. You know, everybody just kind of like somehow by the time you put your uniform on, you're like, how did we get here? But let's go play ball. You know, none of that matters anymore. Let's just go get this win. And um, it was like in the moment they said it kind of sucked. But looking back on it from that Super Bowl, they're like, that was one of the best things that could have happened to our team.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, I haven't seen this since I've been watching football that, uh, you know, the same kind of story. And I was too young to remember the other one. So I thought, Mm -hmm. man, this would be a really good time coming off back to back losses for the team to really just kind of rally around each other, remember who they are. Um, Obviously, if you watch the game, Buffalo started kind of slow, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, they eventually kind of put it together. And I really think they got a lot of that confidence back. And this was a probably, this is probably a really great team building game. Um, not just getting a yeah. win after two losses, but the way it happened and the traveling. So uh, I bet things are going pretty good in Buffalo around this time.
0: I, I could agree with like the team win, you know, because it did feel that way. And you mentioned in the first half, it was rough because honestly two thirds of their total yards, they didn't get until the second half, but this was a huge game for the rush the, for the, the running back Singletary and James cook. They both had 86 yards. Singletary had the score, but Josh Allen has for a third game in a row has looked kind of not great, not MVP expected Josh Allen. Right. Cause look, 18 for 27, 197 yards and a touchdown. I'm not going to complain about that, especially if it's Justin Fields. Right? right. But for a bills team that is no longer playing in the snow, you'll, I, I think they almost wish they were playing in six feet of snow um, because they played in a dome in Detroit. And, and this is kind of what happens to, to, to Josh Allen. Like, Again, it's not expected, but an overall team win, yes, 100%, because he had the rushing game going. Josh Allen didn't throw any picks. (laughs) So this was actually, like, a really good game. Um, And then, yeah, the Browns could just not recover because they were basically down the entire game. Uh, It was a blowout from the beginning, really. And they really only scored two touchdowns late in the game to make it look like a competitive score. So the Browns had nothing going all day. They held Nick Chubb, I think, to, like, 20 yards or something all day he had a score i believe um although i might be wrong about that but hey <laughs> the the defense did enough and i mean they just kind of let the, the the garbage time in the fourth quarter yeah happen and that's why it was a close game i think it, yeah 31 of 23 bills but like you said bills get a win after two losses in a row and that's probably the most important part
1: yeah and Probably one of the funny things is that they have a game on Thursday in Ford field against the lions.
0: Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So do they just stay? I mean, like what do you do? I
0: think they would. I think they are staying. I 100% would stay.
1: I really want to know. I will. I'll do some more research and have that by our next pod.
0: Good. Good. Uh, good. I want I want a full report.
1: Yeah. I need to know. And I also <laughs> did. What did the end zone say? They didn't say lions, right? I can't remember now. I'm I watched the game.
0: Sure, I'm pretty sure they they they, they put bills or because I they, think it was supposed to be a Bills home game. So I think they put I, bills.
1: Yeah, I feel like there wasn't enough notice on that. And I yeah. Before we move on, though, there was some fans feeling like they were snubbed from a historical game. Um, I just don't think that it was realistic to to mm-hmm. host a game in that stadium. But I could understand no. fans, you know, because that's yeah. what makes football crazy is that we play in anything right yeah Um, unless uh, lightning first you know we don't play in lightning (laughs) but anything else is like a full-on like full send let's Um, go right yeah yeah I think people just probably didn't realize how severe it was and Mm -hmm. the fact that by Sunday it was still snowing like it didn't stop Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. maybe if it would have stopped they could have done it but uh, I just think that's funny that they're going right back to
0: detroit (laughs) it's like out
1: of all places to get like stuck two weeks in a row like you get stuck in detroit nobody (laughs) wants to
0: get stuck in detroit they're like oh
1: they're like (laughs) i don't want to be the tough city i (laughs) want (laughs)
0: to oh god all right well let's let's move on to our next game and that was the washington commanders at the houston texans they they walloped them dude
1: yeah. Didn't you pick the Texans?
0: No. God, no. You,
1: I thought you said something about Davis Mills. You were like, Davis Mills. No. Uh, I remember something. I'm going to go back.
0: Hold on. Uh, I'm going I'm <laughs> to double check here. I'm going to double check because I'm pretty sure I would never. Oh, no, I got it. I, right I got here. it.
1: You, you, uh, yeah, you picked the commanders. You know what you yeah. did, though? You probably like talked up the Texans and then picked the commanders.
0: Well, and, and look, like this is kind of, this is what happened, right? Like the, the Commanders are, are are good with Taylor Heineke. Like they are good with Heineke. They are six and five. They're over five hundred, and they're four and one with Heineke ever since he took over. Four and one. That's yeah. that. I mean, how, what else can you do? What like,
1: what else matters?
2: You know, he
0: was going forward, so that kind of takes. Yeah. What else really matters? And oh, by the way, they're getting Chase Young back next week to a defense uh, in Washington that's already. Pretty stacked, especially those front four. So, you know, it's not crazy to think that these commanders can actually make a wild card spot because they played really well. Um, uh, like I said, four and one with Heineke. Antonio Gibson has re emerged uh, as a rusher. Curtis Samuel scored a rushing touchdown. The defense scored on a pick six in the first quarter. And the Texans, the Texans are looking forward to the first first pick in the, in the in the draft because that's really all they've got to look forward to.
1: Yeah, and that's where they're headed. And mm-hmm. they actually asked Ron Rivera um, about the decision to go with Heineke, and he he was like, "What kind of went into that?" And he said, "He winning, winning, yep. yeah, winning." And I was like, "Well, that's what I would have said because yeah, as long as you're winning and you're not." necessarily a franchise that's been known for doing that in a long time yeah you might as well just not change anything i mean if you're a commanders fan and you're on that team right now you better be not washing your jock jockstrap everything <laughs> needs to be exactly the same
0: <laughs> i love it i love it but and, yeah and again
1: for, i was just gonna say for the texans it's just man there was a little much. glimmer of hope in the beginning when they tied the colts mm-hmm. and and then they struggled to, with the Broncos. It happened to be like our only win. Yeah. Um, But back then it was like, Oh, the Broncos are supposed to be good. So I thought the Texans were better. They just tied. And mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, was their stock way too high at that point in the season. Right. Looking back on it.
0: And we were talking about them too. We were, we were,
1: yeah, we were like, man, the, and the, the, you know, that's just, that's the name of the game. That's the NFL. Like the Jaguars were, their stock was really high in week three or it week was. four. So Yeah, I think, though, the Texans are probably going to wrap up that first overall pick and probably take that quarterback out of Alabama. Yes, um, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. And we'll have plenty of time to talk about that in the offseason. But not really much else to talk about. Good for the Commanders Mm -hmm. next week going to Atlanta. Our next game is that same Colts team that tied really an just underachieving, disappointing season for the Colts. They hired Jeff Saturday. They win their first game in Las Vegas. And then the real test is this week when they <clears> played <throat> the Eagles. I watched mm-hmm. this game very closely. Eagles, uh, they ended up getting the win at the last second. Yep. But the Colts controlled the entire game. They, they played did. really good on defense. They ran the ball. They didn't get cute. They said, I'm going to run it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Third and yep. one, they ran it. Um mm-hmm. They were the tougher. They were more physical. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Eagles are having problems with physicality with their injuries on their D line. That's why they brought in uh too N- N- Yep. And you know, it just the Colts were a better football team on Sunday, and the Eagles really, really got away with one. I mean, that Jalen Hurts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jalen just, Hurts. I'm really impressed
1: with what Jeff Saturday has been able to do in two weeks to this team, because this is kind of the Colts team we expected all year. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's probably really hard to just go into a place and assign uh not just assign coaches, but get all the players to buy in and believe, especially with, you know, a lot of the media stuff that was going on. Yep. Yep. The coaches thinking, Oh, like you jumped me in the chain of command
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the way he's got that whole team kind of, uh, in a, in a union, it's just kind of impressive to me yeah. to see. I thought that the Colts were going to have a major, you know, sober game on Sunday and the Raiders were just really bad, but mm-hmm. man, the Colts looked, the Colts looked like a good team. I don't know if you saw the game, but it was uh
0: it's a little bit. Yeah. It,
1: it was actually kind of shocking that the Eagles won at the end.
0: And it was because this, you know, like you you mentioned, the Colts defense was physical and they were stopped. They stopped the rushing game a lot. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's how the Eagles won. Right. But I don't want to, I don't want to say that the Eagles necessarily struggled with being physical because when you, when you kind of watch that game, that defense in the red zone, the Eagles defense in the red zone held them to field goals. This could have been, a game way out of hand for the Eagles, and they probably would have lost this had their defense not really kind of buckled down in the red zone because I think they they ended up just giving up a couple goals in the red zone because the only offense that the Colts got was out of Jonathan Taylor. Um, he was the only one, he's the only one that scored a touchdown on their side, but yeah, the defense for the Eagles in the red zone when it yeah, mattered they held up, they held up 100. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's for the Eagles. It was a tough, it was a really, really tough game. And really, at the end of the day, what you can say about the Eagles in this game is that they survived and they took the dub luckily at the end off Jalen Hurts, you know, yeah. off his feet. So,
1: and you didn't, I mean, as a person that picked the Eagles and who like yeah. really, <laughs> yeah, had a lot leaning on this game, as much as I'm impressed with Indianapolis, I can say that. Cause I'm not, I have no resentment because the Eagles won. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like mad about the Colts. Cause we get, he's the, so mad guys. Yeah. He's so mad, but man, <laughs> it, you just kind of had a feeling that Jalen hurts was going to find a way to win the game. And yes, when he did, I mean, I was very relieved, but at the same time was I shocked? Not really. I was more shocked that they needed 14 points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. to win. That's yeah. what I was shocked about. Did you, uh, did
0: you see Sirianni at the end of the game when he was, like, yelling at the fans that, was, that were behind the bench? Oh,
1: I wish. Is that yeah, he Barstool? was like, what's up? Is that on Barstool or something?
0: No, no, I don't know. It was just, like, on, on, on NFL, on like, NFL Today or something, like, one oh, of the nice. shows. Like, he he got on top of the bench. He was, like, yelling at the fan. I don't know if it was Colts fans or if it was Eagles fans, but they asked him about it, and he's like, I'm just really emotional. It was a really emotional game. But it was. It was.
1: So, yeah. yeah. It was. And I, there wasn't like a game that you remember the Colts or uh, the Eagles playing like that. Like they've, they've yeah. pretty much been so dominant in the third quarters that the games haven't come down that. But 14 points in the fourth, uh, that last drive there was a fourth and one. Yeah. If they, if the Colts would have stopped them, the game would have been over. Um, the the, I don't know if you saw the formation, but the Jalen Hurts QB sneak. With two players on each side, it's like a fullback and a running back stand here, mm-hmm. and then the quarterback would be like the microphone. And the moment he snaps the ball, these guys come behind and push because you can oh, push, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can push players, but you can't pull them. That's that's the rule. So, oh, okay. um, that is unstoppable. So, I mean, that fourth and one, you did, they did it on and, every fourth and one, third and one,
0: and and that's the that's the other thing too. Like, don't overthink a fourth and one. QB sneak that shit, and yeah. have like you said, have your guys behind you push you towards that 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 first down. It's as simple as that, really. When you when it comes down to it, like it shouldn't be any more complicated than that.
1: Yeah, you if you have a two hundred and forty pound athletic quarterback, I mean, if you're, <laughs> yeah, that's if that's you're Tom true. Brady, I'm probably not going to call that one every <laughs> every. Yeah, even though true. he's great at the QB sneak, but yeah, that was that's all I got for that game. I thought that the Eagles. It'll be interesting to see kind of what they are were a little, it was like, did they play down? Did they play good? Are the Mm -hmm. Colts good? And there's usually around this time of year, not too much confusion anymore. A lot of things are understood, but I do have minor questions now about what happened really in this game. And I won't know until Mm -hmm. the Eagles and Colts play other people next week. So the next game is a game that actually like your game, uh mm-hmm. a kickoff return changed the whole game this one happened yep. with like 13 seconds left in the game upon return um, there was this one yep did you did you see the highlight of it
0: i did and i i so i was watching the bears game and i i, I had red zone up and nice. i was kind of keeping an eye on this game because this one was like forgotten by red zone or something i mean because no was there a, was
1: just never in the red zone bro it, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and it was just so boring but every once in a while they'll, they'll, they'll show a game like not in the red zone they'll be like oh check it out right so that's what I had in my notes. What a boring game. Jets offense looked like garbage. Zach Wilson could not for the life of him get a pass completion. Um, but Pat's offense looked just as bad with Mac Jones. Um, this is another game, kind of like the Ravens and the um the the who was it? The Ravens and the and the Panthers, where it was just defense, defense, oh, defense yeah. all day. And I mentioned it earlier. The Jets defense sacked Jones six times. Forced them out of field goal range a lot of times. Quinn and Williams in that defensive front is so good for for the Jets. Um, Pat's defense sacked Wilson four times, held them to 104 yards of total offense. That's it. Wow. But like you mentioned, Marcus Jones on that punt return with literal seconds left returned it all the way for a score, and that's basically all the scoring that happened. You know, the Patriots beat the Jets ten to three. And it was just a boring game. There really isn't much to say about it. It was so boring. But the press conferences after is what was probably the more enter- entertaining part, at least on the Jets side. Because you had Zach Wilson answering a question. One of the questions was, do you think you let down your defense? No. Just straight up, he just said no, and that's it. Robert Salah was asked about replacing Zach Wilson. Hey, do, you, do you, are you thinking about putting I in mean- somebody else?
1: You could ask the the you could ask Mac Jones the same damn question.
0: One hundred percent. You could ask Bill Belichick. Hey, do you think Bailey Zappi would have done better? Yeah, and I and I and if it you remember, once in a while, <laughs> yeah, and if you remember our 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 when we were going over our predictions for Week Eleven, I was like, I was like, these quarterbacks are just they're all the same guy. They all kind of suck right now. And I was like, pick your poison. Who do you want? Zach Wilson, Bailey Zappi, or Mac Jones? Like, this isn't going to be a fun game. And Garrett Wilson the rookie wide receiver for the jets was like, yeah, this is, this is unacceptable. I'm so tired of this.
1: Yeah. Well, you predicted that I predicted the jets and giants to start losing it. I mean, it looks like we're both a little bit right on that, but like, yeah, there's really not much to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll go to your superstition. You're, I believe two and O on your superstitions with never betting against the saints. Now (laughs) Um, I went with the Rams and yeah I lost. I'll let you take this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the Saints beat the Rams. um I was gonna say um just to kind of as as Kyle Kyle gets goes away from the screen for a bit, I'm surprised uh I'm surprised here that Andy Dalton looked as good as he did. Uh, let me just kind of fix a little prompt here. The Saints beat the Rams in a game that looked good for Andy Dalton and this is kind of what Andy Dalton does right so just to kind of go over this game he went 21 for 25 260 yards and three touchdowns Alvin Kamara tight Ty- Taysom Hill combined for 94 yards rushing and yeah dude I mean Andy Dalton looked good and this is some. this is after like our predictions episode where, where I was complaining about why are we starting Andy Dalton why aren't we starting Jameis Winston or keeping Taysom Hill to keep it exciting but they ended up beating the Rams 27-20, and I think it was pretty much in the bag up until the late minutes of the game. Um, I just went over Andy Dalton's stats. Um, Stafford had actually exited the game for concussion protocol. Rams went on a third went relied on a, on the third stringer Bryce Perkins and the worst run game probably in the league, um, but only got six points in the second half. And this is the first time Sean McVay loses four in a row but they have chiefs next week. So you may as well make it five right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's not, I was actually watching some Rams like press conferences uh, during the Mm -hmm. week because I was uh, obviously wanting the Rams to win that game. But I don't, I, I don't know. It it looked like a totally different team. Like I watched Mm -hmm. the saints last week and um, I liked what they had going and then they lost some offensive linemen and, they couldn't run the ball. They had no time to pass the ball. Um, And then Rams desperate for a win. And then, yeah, Andy Dalton, 22 fantasy points just <laughs> goes off. And it's like, You're okay, right? well, like there's certain things like you can't be mad for not predicting. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be mad for not knowing that Andy Dalton was going to go off. You can't be mad yep. for thinking Detroit is a good team now. Like you just like <laughs> – <laughs> it's the NFL, you know, and that's what makes it nearly impossible to be 100% accurate on these games. But I think <laughs> if you're the Saints, it, it's got to be kind of uh, encouraging to win like that without Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara having a big game. Yep. Because, I mean, that's not even your ceiling, what, what yep. happened, because Kamara didn't go off. So, um, yeah, I guess I the Saints are probably still kind of, in the, I guess the hunt. Um, I don't think that they're going to be good enough. But no, no way. They're they're definitely a feisty team. They're like the uh, Atlanta of the NFC South.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I, not much else to say besides the Rams. And even as a person that predicted they missed the playoffs after week one. I was not sure that three and seven was on the table <laughs> at that point. I mean,
0: they had the same record as the bears.
1: <laughs> yeah. the I mean, wow. Just talk about how fast I no, I will say it this way. Talk about how hard it is to, for longevity of like success. Like you could win the super bowl yeah. and be three and seven and, and 10 games after the super bowl, you're three and seven. That just is like, Mind boggling mm-hmm. to me that, um, and I've seen it, it up and uh, up and personal. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, unless you have like Patrick Mahomes, you can just assume you're going every year. Mm-hmm. He's like the LeBron James of our generation now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I and... feel bad for McVeigh though, man. He keeps like pouring his heart out, and he's like, you could tell he's doing everything he can, but we they don't have an offensive line, they don't have a good running game right mm-hmm. now. And sometimes uh, – this is the last thing I'll say because mm-hmm. it wasn't a very exciting game, but I do have to say this, that sometimes when, you, when you're when you losing, you feel like something needs to change. And if you haven't won in the past, usually you look at the two things, right? Do I have a quarterback? And if you do, then you fire the head coach. That's why Klingsbury's yep. is about to be on his way out.
2: Mm-hmm. Is,
1: but in the Rams' case, they just won a Super Bowl. so. Yep. They, they're not going to move off of Sean McVay because they believe in him. They've seen what he's done, and he's never been this bad mm-hmm. um, or had a team that has been this bad schedule-wise. So it just makes you wonder how many coaches were actually good coaches but got fired at 3-7 and seven because they didn't have a Super Bowl the year before to kind of glue them to the franchise in the owner's and, eyes.
0: But And you said you feel bad for him. I don't. I, I really don't feel bad for Sean McVay in this season, and the reason is because he has a Super Bowl, and because he knew how they got that Super Bowl. Right? F them picks.
2: Vineyard. You're
0: drinking out of my cup. I hate you. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: he knew exactly how he got there. Um, well, did he expect this type of regression the following season? Probably not. But I, I, I don't think we should feel sh- bad for Sean McVay. I, Matthew Stafford is obviously going through a rough year too. And the regression, I feel like, is more just on Stafford. And you just lost your number one weapon in Cooper Cup, but he threw a touchdown to Allen Robinson, who's been there this whole year, and he's not really utilizing all these guys, right? So I I I really don't feel bad for Sean McVay uh, or the Rams. They won their Super Bowl, you know, they were arguably, arguably the better team, and they won it, right? So right. Good for them. But but they knew exactly what they were getting into towards the future. And I think I've said it before, like you tell me that we will win one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl every decade. That's five Super Bowls, six, seven in my lifetime. And I'm completely happy with that. And that's what happened. So, um,
1: well, you also they only scored over 20 points two other times this whole year. So you remember that little sidebar we went on about, they're not a better team without Cooper cup, but maybe yeah, it'll allow him to actually go through progressions and not be just one dimensional. Yeah. I, think I mean, it
0: spread, spread the ball around. I think yeah, he, did he spread, spread the ball around
1: and they scored mm-hmm. more points than they average per game. So
0: there's something, right?
1: <laughs> there might be something there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, if you guys are joining us on this live stream, thank you for joining us. Remember to comment. We will try to read your comment here out loud. Kyle and I are going over week 11. We had Monday night football just finished. Um, but yeah, Chad, you know, hit us up in the comments and like, and share us. But with that, let's go to our next game. The lions at the New York giants. Wow.
1: Holy crap. You predicted dude.
0: it. You predicted it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think I did. Did I?
0: Well, um, you predicted the the Giants losing. Oh, I had predicted, yeah, yeah. I had predicted the 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 Lions beating the Giants, but you predicted the the Giants starting to lose along with the Jets, like they did.
1: I did. I just because the Giants have nothing besides Saquon Barkley, and mm-hmm. the Lions were a perfect example of it. They have a really young. Front on their on their defensive side, Aiden Hutchinson and a couple other guys that they drafted because they got those high picks every year. Well, yeah. they just committed to shutting down the run, and they were like, "Well, beat us, yeah, beat us with Daniel Jones, right?" And mm-hmm. I mean Saquon Barkley. When I say shut down, I think he had like twenty something yards, or I mean it was like you you probably see it really quick, but yeah, I, I mean I'll, he I'll look was, it up. Yeah, he was a shut down. I mean he was a no factor in that entire game, so. That was my concern kind of with the Giants. I was like, okay, well, Saquon Barkley going into this year.
0: 22 I, yards.
1: 22 yards. Yeah. I knew it was 20 something. I, yeah. I, I think it's safe to say going into this year because of Saquon Barkley's injury and it, it's a fair to assume that people, I don't want to say they thought he was over, but they didn't see him as a top three running back in the NFL not anymore. They, he was that. Mm. And then we kind of all moved on and that's why we were surprised when he started running good again. Right. So Mm -hmm. for a couple, I would say, you know, for five weeks, the giants got away with having a top two running back in the NFL, arguably that Mm -hmm. people weren't game planning around stopping. Um, and you're seeing that change now where people are just going to stop the run and say, can you beat me with Daniel Jones? And, I think they answered that question. They can't. They 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 look they cannot. Yeah, they looked rough. And um, Antoine St. Brown uh, was was effective in that game. The mm-hmm. Lions were moving the ball. They were uh, making really big stops. They're forcing ton- turnovers. Like the Lions, that was the most complete team win I've seen from the yes. Lions all year. It wasn't yes. a high scoring. Chewed out, and it wasn't just like a defensive slugfest i mean this was like every aspect of the game the lions were better than the giants special teams mm-hmm. offense and defense and honestly this is a game that i stopped watching in the third quarter because i was like hey man the lions got it today when you got it you got <laughs> it you know and <laughs> when you know you know <laughs> when you know you know and yeah. i i knew pretty early i was hoping the giants could turn around and now here's the last thing i'll say The Giants are not a team that can ever afford to go down by 14 or more points. Yeah, they're just not. So uh, the Chiefs are I call them the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. They go down by 14 and their odds of winning probably only goes down like 5%. It's like Mm -hmm. 14 points. Yeah, 14 points doesn't get you much against the Chiefs. You got to really, like, if you're up 24, then you start getting excited. But until then, yep. you're like, it's the Chiefs. Calm down. The, the <laughs> Giants, they can't, they have no ability to, right? If they're not running the ball, they mm-hmm. have no pass game. You go up 14 points against this Giants team, they're they're pretty much screwed, man, because mm-hmm. they, they can't just, uh, they can't put up points very fast. The only way that they can win games is to try to control the the, the time of possession, run the ball, and play good defense. If you get down 14, you have to throw that plan away and the problem is they don't have a plan B. And that is just what you get with this Daniel Jones led wide receivers. Um so yeah, that was the other reason in the third quarter I knew it was over. I was like this team doesn't they don't have juice. They can't come back.
0: No. And 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 you mentioned Daniel Jones, right? Like he was the only one who scored in, in the game for for them, the the rushing game that was it. He he was he yeah. was it. Like you said, beat us with with the Daniel Jones. You can't, especially when you're going down, especially when Aiden Hutchinson, you mentioned him, is sacking you and intercepting you. Yeah,
1: that pick was nasty.
0: Yeah, it was. And you have the running backs, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift for the for for the Lions scoring four touchdowns combined. Four touchdowns from the rushing game. Not something you'd expect, but man. The Lions on this three-game win streak are looking dangerous, and maybe you know, I, I had, I think I had basically said they were done earlier. Maybe they're starting to turn it around for Dan Campbell. Three wins in a row, they might make a a a, a run for a wild card because I think they're second in the NFC North right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they, they start finally turning it around on this three-game win streak and just this defense is stepping up, um, and th- this running game is starting to look very complete.
1: Well. Personally, and this isn't just because of the uh, the uh, hard knocks, I've always believed in Dan Campbell. And we were talking about this a couple, I think like there was a point they were like one in five, right? And you were like, mm-hmm. Dan Campbell's going to get fired. And I was like, yeah, this is a perfect example from what I just talked about with the Rams is like good organizations don't fall under peer pressure of a fan base. I understand it's important for money reasons that you want to keep your fans happy but fans don't always know what's best and if there's a petition (laughs) no i know what's best
0: i know what's best only i know what's best
1: yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) but uh i mean they make the hard decisions they're the ones that get rid of bradley chubb and bring in a first because we gave it to the Seahawks. like they do the things with with no heart it's a business deal right dan campbell is a good head coach I don't care what the record says. All I know is that the Lions have more wins right now than they had all year last year. And it's week yep. twelve. And they're I mean, they and they were scoring points. Like there's no reason to the Lions have been very unlucky. I think we can agree on that. We have seen some very unlucky things. Yeah. And that Bears game kind of felt like their luck changed for once. It was like, whoa. It turned. Yeah. And they went in. To New York as an away team on a two game win streak with so much confidence. I mean, talk about dabble size confidence. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) um, this is now, I think, in a very aggressive team because now they believe. They're like, okay, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. look at that team we just beat, right? They only lost two games. So now it's one thing to like believe, and it's one thing to know like maybe they believed that they could beat elite teams but now they just did it okay yep, yep. so now they go back to 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 Ford Field on a three game winning streak knowing that they can beat elite teams in in their conference and they get ready for a uh Thursday night or Thanksgiving turkey game against the the Giants right the Bills or uh, I'm sorry the Bills yeah which is kind of like the ultimate Yeah, like this set up perfectly. Yep, you know this. This looked not very interesting. Week five, week six, and then they go on this little win streak. Yep, they beat the dog shit out of the Giants on the Mm -hmm. road, and now they come home to take on a Buffalo team that's trying to get in their back in their winning ways, and they they did win. But what a what a what a fun game! All of a sudden, and we won't talk about that. But
0: oh yeah, It, it. and and you know when Wednesday when it comes to our prediction for Week 12, it's going to be an interesting one, especially with the fact, like you said, that the Bills have already played, are staying in Detroit, they're they're no longer, you know, you I don't think they switch time zones, but you know it's still travel, so that's not going to no, affect No, They go him.
1: back one hour.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, they do. Okay, so yeah, fair. it's going to be and like you said, Week Five a few weeks ago, you would have told me this. I would have been like, okay, the Bills are going to destroy the Lions, and now yeah. it's like. This is going to be a game. Yeah. Um, and you know, we talk games. What a game this was. We had Raiders at the Broncos. Kyle, I I I got to say man, this is like the 16 points seems to be the Mount Everest for Russ Wilson and the Broncos because nothing else, there's nothing else that they want to do more than score more than 16 points. They want to get over that hump and they've done it what? Twice this year. Three times, yeah, yeah. something like that. But I'm going to yeah. let you go off on the Broncos because how they lost in OT was pretty sad.
1: Yeah. So this is just, I if I could use one word to describe what this year has been, it's <laughs> it's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. Like that's the word. Yeah. It's truly embarrassing. Like the high knees the the cringe russell wilson the let's ride (laughs) everybody's having kind of a good time at the expense of this team Mm -hmm. and you know we have we can't do anything to like stop the bullying because we just keep giving them more stuff to make fun of (laughs) and
0: honestly though
1: (laughs) yeah and it sucks man because like we haven't been good in a long time and during this offseason season we Mm -hmm. thought the curse was like broken. The Manning curse was like lifted. And this is just truly so shocking, even though I'm living it in real time. Sometimes (laughs) I feel like it's just, this can't be happening. You know, it's Mm -hmm. very, very shocking. This is the worst team in the NFL. You know, maybe the Jaguars Eh. or the Texans.
2: Eh. Yeah. Uh,
1: But yeah, no, our only wins against the Texans, the Raiders were like, Considered the worst team and they just beat us twice they yeah. swept us yeah they swept it the- god damn it i'm getting mad all right so <laughs> let me let me start off by saying <clears throat> on saturday night nathaniel hackett had a meeting with the players and mm-hmm. he said that he was gonna give kubiak coach kubiak the gary kubiak famous head coach he won super mm-hmm. bowl 50 with us his son clint kubiak is our one of our coaches he said mm-hmm. It was actually a really emotional speech. And he was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help the Broncos win. And, you know, the, the team kind of rallied right away. The offense looked good. I mean, mm-hmm. they went out there. Uh, their first drive with Clint Kubiak was a 90 yard touchdown drive. Oh, wow. like that's how the, how it started. And like, it was all like good vibes in Denver. And then the Raiders get the ball and like the defense, does defense stuff we get the ball back drive down mcmanus puts it through the upright and it's like okay it's 10 to 0 things are feeling good and i was like well we were up 10-0 against the titans and lost and yeah. we've been up 10-0 three times and lost all of them so it doesn't really mean that much at this point point. and the raiders go on like a a touchdown drive then we get the ball back now the half's about to close We're on the three yard line and we snapped the ball, hand it to Melvin Gordon. What did he do? Fumbled. Can't hold on to the ball. This turned out to be just like our Week Four match with the Raiders. The turning point of the game. Yeah. We we were about to go into the half, get and receive the ball in the third quarter with a 17 to seven lead. And we we fumbled the ball. Some offensive lineman jumps on it, and then the field goal to end the half is blocked. And it just. And it just felt like, oh, that thing's happening again. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a eerie feeling. It's almost like like there's like a like a shadow of death that, like, (laughs) I I know it's oh no. It's just just like once it yeah. It's like once it had entered the stadium after that fumble in the block, it was almost like we all had so much to be happy about. We're like, no, we are, the score looks a lot closer. We are handling the Raiders, but it's like, we all knew it was like, no, yeah, we've seen this every week. And, and then they have, they, they somehow, I mean, they had the ball, they had the three point lead. There was two minutes less than two minutes left. All they had to do is run out the clock and uh, a coach decision uh, with Russell, Russell Wilson agreeing with it somehow, yeah. the Raiders have no timeouts, is to uh, throw the ball on third down because then the game would be over if they get the first down. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of run the ball and let the best defense in the NFL give the Raiders the ball on their 20-yard line with a minute and 10 seconds, right? So that the- Russell Wilson doesn't have anyone open no, he doesn't fall down. He doesn't take a knee. He throws an incompletion. It stops the clock. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't understand how somebody that's been playing as long as Russell Wilson. I just don't get it. It's like, why wouldn't you, do you not have any situational like yeah. football, like any, I I bet you Justin Fields would have known like, I mean, I just I, – I'm dumbfounded. I'm a loss for words. And then they punt the ball. The Raiders <laughs> go on their, like, only drive of the second half. Yeah. They kick a long-ass field goal. We Goes go into through. overtime. Mm-hmm. They get the toss. They get the ball. And then a completely just blown cover Um, with – they were supposed to be playing zone, but I don't know what happened with, with the play. But Devontae Adams just – walks off and waves goodbye to all the bronco fans and
0: that was and heartbreaking the way he just waved goodbye yeah
1: and that was the play too where yeah i also lost three thousand dollars because of that play
0: oh that's right yes you did tell us
1: i didn't know what to do i called you i didn't i literally didn't know what to do with my hands yeah i was like i i I don't know what to do like it was it was a true like I can't believe that out of nine game parlay that the one team to do this is happens to be my team. Yeah. You know, if it could have been any other team to blow, I mean, they had a 95% chance of victory formation type vibes in the stadium. Mm -hmm. It was just like that Colts game we watched where we live streamed. Do you remember how it was like third down and they threw that interception?
0: And you were like, what's going on? Why are we not like running out the clock or not That's- not running out the clock, but trying to score instead yeah. of just like playing like Run the game ball. manager?
1: Yeah, they hadn't scored that whole it- okay. So if you saw that, you saw the Raiders game. It just yeah. happened again. And it's like, wow, like and then it's like, what do we why are we even keeping uh our head coach Nathaniel Hackett? Like, okay, you brought in a guy to help with the clock management. Now you don't call offensive plays. It's like bro what do you do around here yeah
2: like seriously
1: like what is your job like i think he's a great guy he means well and it's okay it didn't work out but it's also new owners and peyton doesn't want to look like he whiffed on this coaching decision so he's like Mm -hmm. trying to make it work and i just feel like i mean the season just ended at week 11 and if you're a broncos fan this is our fifth year in a row that we go into thanksgiving with nothing to be happy about but this time we don't even have a pick to be happy about because we gave it to seattle and we're tied to a guy that cost a quarter of a billion dollars that drew lock was playing better than it's just i i i don't it's like we are so fucked (laughs) you know it's like there's not much to even like you're, I mean, Sean Payton, if he mm-hmm. becomes our next head coach, maybe things can turn around. But I don't want even—I don't even know if I want Russ on this team anymore. And it's sad that this has happened so quick.
0: It's getting bad for you guys, and and I wish I could say, look, I, I've probably felt the way you felt before this season for like three years straight.
1: But like, with what is the hype.
0: Cool? But what?
1: But without the hype, right?
0: Well, no, I'm I'm talking about the Nagy years like before like when we still yeah yeah when we still had mitch trubisky and we were like oh let's start nick Foles now and we're like what are we doing here right it's it sucks dude and 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 the worst part of it all is that it's his first year and you guys extended russ wilson before even watching him play because if i i i bet you agree if They didn't extend him, and they just got him on the whatever was left on his original contract, whatever, the rest of this year. You would not extend this guy at all. Yeah, You would 100% not extend this guy, and you would 100% probably get rid of Nathaniel Hackett. And that's actually my question. Is Nathaniel Hackett going to be the Broncos' head coach next year?
1: I don't think so. I I mean, I think the owners step in if Peyton doesn't fire him himself. But I just – who I really feel bad for is Justin Simmons an all pro safety. And uh, we have so many players, Dalton Reisner. These guys have been drafted into this team and they don't even know what it's like to be in a playoff game. Excuse me. I just feel so bad for players that are elite that don't get to go to the playoffs because we can't score more than 16 points. Like this is a super bowl contending defense. Mm -hmm. They, they have put us in position to, to only score more than 16 point and i told you this before if we scored 18 points in regulation every single game we would be nine and one right now
0: yeah you guys would be
1: 18 points bro yeah that's not too much to ask for like no if you can't put up 18 points in four quarters of football dude this could be a nine and one team and that's what hurts the most is like this defense man i don't know how the offense can keep going into rooms and eventually there's going to be some resentment like yeah. eventually it's going to be like, look, I'm not, we're not going to put together any more 16 point allowed defense performances because first off you guys could have 23 ounce a game. So we have to play 80% of the game. Yeah. That's why, that's why that stat is a truly a miracle. I have no idea <laughs> how they're doing it because the opportunities for opposing offenses are like more than any other team. Cause we have the worst offense. So I just feel bad for that whole defense. I really think, The post game conference in the locker room, the players were finally honest. Like DJ Jones was like, "No, like it hurts. This hurt. It hurts really bad to give it all you have and practice and do everything like a true professional, Mm -hmm. and then and then keep losing football games and they don't have the answers. They're not like being. And then Russ gets into his damn press conference and he's like, uh, "One thing about me, I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to back down." (laughs) <laughs> I've lost a lot of football games. I've won a lot of football games. Nerd. Right now, we just gotta get we just gotta get uh used to 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 winning. And that's what I do. I'm a winner. And that's Such what I it's nerd. like it's like, dude, turn the fucking like take your batteries out and yeah. be real. Yeah.
0: yeah, like just be a ne- human being yeah. for five minutes.
1: We're not riding. We never have. We never started <laughs> riding anywhere. Like it, it's oh, just no. it's so it's so hard it's i stopped and this is weird for me i watch every press conference i stopped watching his press conferences i said yeah. i've already no, seen yeah. it
0: i've you already should. seen it yeah you should
1: and that's what I, that's what I said. I was like, dude, I don't need to watch it anymore because I've already seen it. Unfortunately, it's the same damn thing every week. There's mm-hmm. nothing new to report ever nothing. from Russell Wilson. So no. that's my Broncos tangent. I know it ran <laughs> a little long, but this was kind of uh, our season on Sunday, and yeah, and we had the opportunity to to be a team that could try to get on a win streak here, and and Stay we have now. nothing left to play for. So yeah. I
0: I and you know I want to talk a little bit. Their offense looked good, you know. Josh Jacobs and Devonte Adams and and David Carr, you know, looked looked good. They put up 407 yards of of offense, and of course, obviously, they had the game winning touchdown there in overtime. So, and the, this is a again, this is something that we predicted the Broncos to win because I was like, there's absolutely no way the Raiders, led by Josh McDaniels and this like offense that just like is like a flash in the pan one week three weeks in a row where they, they they just play like garbage they said we we want this win and they took the win you know after losing to the colts and the colts ended up losing so who knew maybe that was a flash in the pan the colts taking that dub right so but i did want to give credit to, to the raiders because <laughs> yeah the broncos thing <laughs> God. Uh, it's rough it's rough i'm sorry i'm the sorry salt,
1: yeah the, the salt in the wound is that's our biggest rival and they swept us like it all happened yeah. at the same time. Like I had a trifecta of like the worst things that could possibly happen, happen mm-hmm. in the same second when Devontae Adams scored that touchdown.
2: You know what I mean? It was <laughs> it's like, so bad. It's yeah. the
1: loss. It's the season. It's the Raiders. Yep. It's the money. And it all happened at the same moment. So yep. I let's... learned my lesson. We'll move on now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to what was an absolute wallop of the Vikings by the Cowboys not it this was upset i believe of the week for you or or yeah. it was like more, my game of the week it was
1: your game of the week and i my, said it was my upset of the week and my game of the week
0: yeah because i i had the Vikings winning this at home and you you told you said no the cowboys are going to come in and and win and boy did they they destroyed them 40 to 3 yeah this this game was insane in my notes, I was like, "What happened to the Vikings? What just happened to the Vikings?" Like, that's what yeah. I was thinking the entire time I was watching this score. You know, they they got a good overtime win against the Bills, and then they got manhandled by the the Cowboys in their ridiculous offense. And Tony Pollard, he's the best running back in Dallas right now.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's there's really no debate about that, and there mm-hmm. hasn't been for many weeks. But True. this kind of just cemented it. Um, and then even CeeDee Lamb, I think he only had five catches, and that's because. The pair of running backs went for I think five touchdowns or yeah four no four uh, they
0: they went for four yeah yeah four Pollard, touchdowns yeah Pollard had a I believe two receiving touchdowns Elliott had two rushing touchdowns
1: yeah I mean and it doesn't have to be like oh Tony Pollard's better than it. is it the the best case scenario is that you have a really good dual threat like that mm-hmm. is like you want Ezekiel Elliott to compete and you want Tony Pollard? like, that's a healthy competition. You, If you go into the playoffs with that defense, with a one-two punch, and they're both Mm -hmm. playing really well, I mean, this team, they could go all the way. Yeah. This is, I mean, look what just happened. And I kind of knew, and the reason, because Vikings with that, that was such an emotional victory Sunday, Mm -hmm. and the Cowboys were coming off a loss. So you just had, like, this kind of opposite force happening where, like, the Vikings, there was no way they were going to come into this 100%. And then the Cowboys were going to give you their best shot. And yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what you got. This is what the Cowboys could look like in their best performance. And it just shows you where their ceiling is. Um, I might Mm -hmm. have had them ranked a little too low. I remember asking you about that. I was like, are the Cowboys in your top five? And you're like, no. And then yeah but
0: <laughs> maybe after this performance though jesus
1: yeah there i mean it begs the question right is this a top think five so. team and uh or was the vikings having a really bad week i mean mm-hmm. i think the cowboys definitely have something with that that run game and with that defense dude micah parsons is such yeah. a monster like
0: and and it sucks because they were up big but and he got hurt in the third quarter um, so, so Michael Parsons got hurt. And, and one of the questions is like, why was he still in there when, when you're leading by like three scores or whatever it was? So he is a monster though. And
2: one of the I would things say
1: three, three scores is still like in the third quarter. It's, I would still have my starters in. And once you go up by that next three points, that's when but, you pull them.
0: But I will say though, they like, like the, the, the defense for the Cowboys sacked, what his act, Kirk Cousins seven times um, and it, if, if you're going into the, the, the second half with only three points in the middle of third quarter I think it's pretty safe to say you're good what I will say though is the Vikings and this is kind of a thought I've had this entire time their defense is pretty suspect and and games right uh, yeah obviously they had that really bad game against the Eagles, giving up 24 points. They gave up 24 to the lions. They gave up 25 to the saints, 22 to the bears when the bears were like really bad, (laughs) 26 to the Cardinals Um, to the bills. They gave up 30 and now they gave up 40. So I don't think it's really too much to like, I I don't want to say it's a huge surprise because their defense has always let up so many points. And luckily the offense has kind of stepped up to, to give them, the dub the man this is just an absolute walloping and and, and the offense yeah. you know we talked about it but dak 22 for 25 276 yards and the two touchdowns is the defense was just as good if not better this might be what cracks what 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 uh cracks the cowboys in the top five
1: yeah and i I'll, i think two things i think the cowboys had their best game and i think the vikings had a terrible day at the office i i'm not gonna say well they never played a good defense they played mm-hmm. buffalo and they scored more yeah. than three points on Buffalo. This this truly was a bad day at the office coming off that emotional win in Buffalo. And, but guess what? You have to be ready for that because what do you think happens in the playoffs? Yep. You're going to play a really hard team. And if you win, you're going to have to play another hard team, especially if you don't have a bye week. You're going to go play a team that just rested for a week. So yep. you better get, you know, get used to it. So we'll see. There's enough season left to – to make some more sense out of this, but I do mm-hmm. think the Vikings are a lot better than this game uh, depicts. Mm-hmm. But um, the Cowboys do have a higher ceiling than I thought they did after. This.
0: Oh, 100%. And I think I've said it before. Like the, the the Cowboys are legit, man. They lost. Who did they lose to the week Philly? before?
1: Oh, the, the Packers.
0: The Packers. Right. And that was – I, when, when you say like bad day at the office, like I feel like the Cowboys had more of a bad day at the office than the Vikings did this game. You know what I mean? Against the Packers. Um, well, I would the Cowboys, say that
1: w- they didn't have a bad day at the office. The, they played a pretty good game against the Packers, but the Packers just played their best game of the, the year.
0: Yeah. And I guess I, and, and I guess I would say more, than, more of that on the defense too. But I think this is more of like a, are the Vikings actually that good now? Now it's kind of like all the all the uh reluctancy to 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 say the Vikings are a top two top three team is starting to come back and be like oh oh maybe maybe yeah. everybody was right along the season because again the defense has been consistently not great, but the offense is there to pick them up so now if you get both of them to just have bad games like you said a, yeah. This happens in the playoffs. You're kind of screwed, right? Like and I
1: think you had them at number two last week on our power. Rankings, I did. On our top five. I did. Top five. And I had yep. them at five. And I was. You were like, what? No,
0: you have to have reversed, I think.
1: No, no, I had them at five. Oh, fuck no,
0: you. no. <laughs>
1: hey, you know we record these, like we can. No, I don't it. think we do. No,
0: actually, I don't think we do. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to our next game. We had the Bengals visiting the Steelers. And what mm. a good, what a pretty good game. This was a nice little AFC North rivalry game. Um, Another game where, where Joe Burrow looked, looked really good. Bengals mm-hmm. on the beating the Steelers, 37 to 30, a high scoring game. It wasn't um, as
1: close as the score looks. There was some, yeah, no, you're right.
0: Yeah, you're right. But one of the best parts of this game, that TJ Watt interception while being blocked by an offensive lineman hmm. was insane. It was probably one of the, I think it's going to go for like interception of the year. I think. Defensively wise, because yeah. he just put his hands up, the ball hit him in the hands, and he just corralled it in, took the interception and went with it. So, but unfortunately, the defense couldn't do enough against Burrow, who threw four touchdowns. Yeah, he had the two interceptions, but he threw four touchdowns. Even when Mixon got uh went out, uh, came out of the game with an injury. Uh Perine or perrine whatever his name is, uh yeah, yeah. came in and did did really well for the Bengals. Um, and this is would you be surprised if I told you that this is the Bengals first division win of the year? They were Owen three, I yeah. think before this. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. This is-
1: I know they lost the Steelers week one. They lost the Cleveland yeah. on Thursday night. And I can't yeah. remember the other one. The Ravens.
0: Uh, yeah, probably the Ravens. I think yeah, it was, I think that was like one of the closer games, but yeah, this is their first division win of the year. And the Ravens are absolutely leading the division. Um, but yeah, first division one of the year, and we also like this is uh, uh this is for me mostly for my fantasy. Najee Harris finally showed up for the Steelers, scoring two touchdowns and rushing for ninety yards. Yeah, he and did. then threw a touchdown to Pickens, so that was kind of the offense for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a guy I like to like show you these comments once in a while. He said the same old Steelers and the same old Mike Tomlin. And I, I replied to it. And I was like, are you seriously complaining about one of the few elite coaches in the NFL? You're literally entering your first losing season under Mike Tomlin since he took over in the early 2000s. Yeah. I yeah. said, I hope you guys ship Mike Tomlin over to Denver and get a new coach so you can see what a bad coach looks like. You ungrateful ass fans.
0: <laughs> they went like, to the playoffs last year with Big Ben.
1: Yeah. Same old Steelers. Same old Mike Tomlin. Who are you complaining about? Look, they went your in. Your winning and- coach? Yeah, they threw Penny, Kenny Pickett into this season to see what he is, right? When you mm-hmm. do that, you're not trying to go 500. You're not even trying to compete for the playoffs. You're trying to see if if it doesn't work, if you should draft a different quarterback. Like mm-hmm. I thought we all understood the game plan when this happened week four. I, yes. I, I guess some people missed the memo. They didn't throw Kenny Pickett out there week four as a rookie to make a playoff run. That would have been, yes. that would have been a spectacular surprise, but <laughs> I mean, that is like that. That's not what this ever was. And yeah,
0: spectacular surprise. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're 100% correct. And anybody complaining about Mike Tomlin and just the Steelers in general, have probably been fans as much as this year. And that's it. Yeah. Because or
1: they're like born into like, I don't even know dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl, hasn't he? Didn't he win a Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, he won a Super Bowl like his first year as a coach or second. Yeah.
0: Like come on, what are you guys complaining about? I think I think the Steelers are like second or third in Super Bowl wins, like just overall. So, what are you guys crying about? You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the Bengals are just a better team this year. They have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and what's the Super Bowl last year?
1: They went right? they I, went. uh they won in 2004 and now i remember that because they beat the broncos in the afc championship with jake uh, oh yeah porn star, porn star stash jake Plummer.
0: jake Plummer. i love jake Plummer. He's Such a, he's such a chill bro i love it. he is now
1: he does <laughs> mushrooms and yeah i like, know you saw that
0: yeah i saw an interview with him on a part of my take it was hilarious he came on
1: my buddy's podcast that i was telling you about really yeah oh, yeah, yeah and he was like talking about um this like new app he made where he's like it helps like people learn the offensive playbook it's like a fun app fun way to yeah. learn but but yeah he was trying to promote it so he came on his podcast but then he talked about like growing mushrooms and stuff it was <laughs> i love he's, it That's he's hilarious. such a chill dude
0: i know he's so chill um but yeah the Bengals beat the steelers for their first uh, afc north division win they moved to six and four obviously uh the uh the ravens seven and three leading that division right now but hey the Bengals. The Bengals are knocking. The Bengals are knocking right now. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else on this game before we move on?
1: No, I was, I was just going to move on. I was going to say that uh, I said, I talked to my brother. I was like, I like the, the points was eight against the chiefs and the chargers. Mm-hmm. I said, I like the, the chiefs to win, but take the chargers with the points. Cause I think they'll lose by less than eight. Um, but this was exactly. really, <laughs> yeah, they, the chiefs win by three and, what do you know? Mahomes throws three touchdowns, 330 yards passing, but that is just not a big deal anymore. That is what we have come accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to plan around that. I mean, when they had they had the ball, they had to drive down and score. They had to do that to win the game. The Chargers were playing with the lead, and nobody blinked. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Yep. Um, Travis Kelsey, once he was man. Uh Pat already knew where he's going with the ball. He said in the post conference, "When I saw they were manning up on Kelsey, he already knew what I was going to do." So, I mean, it just kind of feels like the Chiefs are just better than everyone else, and every it's like the Chiefs, and and then it's officially the Chiefs, and maybe everyone else.
2: Right? If if
0: Patrick Mahomes is not topping your list for NFL MVP this year, you're wrong. 100%. I got Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. One hundred percent, you're wrong. It is, it is Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, and everyone else below them. I they, can see
1: why you'd make the argument. And and
0: I, I there's no other way to put it, man. Like he he went what twenty for thirty four, three hundred twenty nine yards, three touchdowns, all to Kelsey, with less than two minutes to go to win the game as they were down. And you said it before the chiefs being down 14 is way different in being down 14 points in the fourth quarter, let's say. Right. Yeah. And that right there is why I think Patrick Mahomes deserves his what second or third MVP of the, uh, of his career, because it's just, he's so much more different. He sees the game differently. He reacts differently. He just does these things that just make him like some sort of like superhero in the NFL. and. He's a, yeah, he's a cheat code. And look what he's done without the prior cheat code, Tyreek Hill. He's still leading the Chiefs to uh, an 8-2 record.
1: Yeah, he's got more big plays without Tyreek Hill than he had exactly.
0: last year. Exactly. And he's doing it with – I don't want to say – I mean, anytime you lose a Tyreek Hill, your offensive weapons do uh, – lose. You, you lose an offensive weapon, a huge offensive weapon, right? And you digress uh, or regress, whatever. But he just has been able to do it with Juju Smith with Pacheco with obviously l- luckily he still has Travis Kelsey there. And Travis Kelsey is still a monster. But man, dude, this and, and now this defense, even, even though they did let up uh, uh 27 points to the chargers, this defense with Christian Jones at the helm, uh, it just looks good. It it like I said, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes as your MVP for the NFL this year, it's it's mm-hmm. you're wrong, and that's kind of it, man, unless he completely well, off the edge, there's I, there's really no other argument, I think.
1: Well, you got the Chiefs scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter to win, and you got the Eagles who did that also on Sunday, and you also got the Chiefs with one less win than the Eagles, and you also have uh, undoubtedly a Hall of Fame coach with, in Andy Reid, so really what I, what I do is I look at, okay, if mm-hmm. Mahomes wasn't on the team, and Hertz wasn't on his team, what would these two teams look like? Well, mm-hmm. they would probably both be significantly worse right so you have to go in an extra step right who's got like who's surrounded i think the eagles him? would be worse i exactly and that's why hurts yeah. is an mvp is because he came in and he is the most valuable player to his team because he has the eagles at nine and one the first mm-hmm. seed in the nfc uh with serione who looks really great that's what happens when you have a great coach and that's is it Belichick or is it Tom Brady? Is it Andy yeah. Reid or is it Mahomes? Yeah. Now, now Sirianni looks like a great coach, but let's be Sirianni. real. There, yeah, Sirianni. This is uh, <laughs> we don't do names, but yeah, I just I don't know how in in just a short time how he's just completely turned around a franchise. I get the Mahomes thing, but yeah. it also feels kind of like that whole victim of the moment. Like, let's say the Chiefs take this L right? Because they almost lost. Mm-hmm. And and now Hertz has two more wins than Kansas City. And it's not just about wins. So I'm not going to make it yeah. about that. But it is about the impact you've made on your team. And like you said, you think that without Mahomes, the Chiefs would be a little bit better than uh, hertz list led Eagles team. And I agree with that. And that's kind of what I think I'm really interested to hear what our people think we could do a whole segment on this on another yeah. moment in time. But, um, but you did say, if you don't have Mahomes, you're wrong. So I had to defend myself because I do. Yeah. Have, yeah. You had Hurt, to defend your
0: wrong. You're wrong. Take. I had yeah. to, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and, you know, credits are hurts. Obviously what he's done with the Eagles from being drafted, you know, last year being his rookie season into this year, it's just, it, it is, it is amazing what he's done. I, He's well, going to he, make the playoffs he, this year and he made yeah. the playoffs last year with a, with a really uh, not great Eagles team. So, yeah. Well, to
1: he, he lost to the Commanders and then he almost lost Sunday. So, now it's like yeah. we forgot about him already.
0: I don't want to say – and, and you're, you're right. We could do a whole segment, so I don't want to get into it. But I, I just but, think Mahomes is just so much better. And he has been consistently better. And I don't think we should forget that either. You know, but, obviously, like the NFL MVP should be like what you said and what we've – talked about a couple episodes ago like how important is are they to their team and would they be worse off without them like significantly worse yes but i think we also should take into consideration is how long mahomes has been doing it and how consistent he is and he's been very consistent and the chargers have consistently been on the wrong end of a lot of games because they they can't catch a break either man they're 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 similar to like they're they're similar to the broncos this season in the fact that they look good every game they do what they're supposed to they score a lot of points their offense looks very good and they just can't close out because of injuries you know mike williams and uh and 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 keenan allen actually came back but uh mike williams actually exited yeah right after you know his, his his foot or something like that it's like the first quarter and yeah it was the first quarter mm-hmm. so it's tough to be a chargers fan man it, it really and is that-
1: And that game was the difference between being three games back from the Chargers and being one game back from the Chargers. So that is just really unfortunate if you're a Chargers fan. And the last thing I'll say, it's a 49ers game. They brought up George Kittle and Mm -hmm. they said since 2017, he had, I think it was like 3000 receiving yards. And it said, number two, number one was Travis Kelsey with over 2000 more yards. Which is insane, bro. That's like two. Se- that's like two seasons mm-hmm. of playing football <laughs> as a wide receiver. Yeah, not even yeah. as a tight end. Yeah. So I, you do have to splash in Travis Kelsey. Mahomes mm-hmm. is extremely lucky to have a guy like Travis Kelsey. But oh, yeah. we'll move on to the Monday night game in Mexico City, which I didn't know. Mexico, this- <laughs> Mexico. I didn't know. I didn't know that this game was being played on such a high altitude. I had no idea. I yeah. guess I assumed it was like played on a beach in Cancun or something. Because I'm just a dumb <laughs> <wish>. gringo. Um,
0: <laughs> but Dude, yeah, the, this is like in got the mountains.
1: Smoked.
0: Yeah. 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 No, it's high elevation in Mexico City. 100%. Yeah, it was like
1: five. It was they said it was like I think seven thousand feet above sea level, which that's like really? two thousand higher that. than the Broncos Stadium. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, I mean it I was I don't know about that either. It blew my mind when I saw it. It's like where are yeah. they playing? I'm going to look into it. I thought you might know, but no. So
0: the air the air might be Oh, it was. The, the air pressure was a huge.
1: <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I guess Jimmy G's used to it because he absolutely smoked the Cardinals in this game 40 or 38 to 10.
1: Is Arya or uh, is Quingsbury going to be fired, do you think this this season? Yes. Is it going to happen I, tomorrow? I don't have an answer for that. Siri, I wasn't asking you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: he is gone at the end of the year. Yep.
1: Okay. He gets I to think tell at the end there. of the year. Yeah, I
0: don't think um I think he has done enough in his first what two, three years as the coach for the Cardinals to not get fired mid-season. Um I think they're gonna give him the the what's the word I'm looking for? The Give boot? him the grace of coaching oh, the for grace. the rest of the year before being like, Hey, bro, thanks. But you know,
1: yeah. I'll see you later. I guess, it, you know what I also, mean? Like they just extended him. So you got to think financially too. Like,
0: yeah, that's the, sh- that's a, that's a, that's a bad part.
1: Yeah. Because there's a lot of teams like the, like the, the Raiders can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels and, mm. and, uh, it's like the you don't think about coaches and money, but it's a factor. I mean, it is yeah. a real like thing to consider when I mean, how much money did Urban Meyer steal from Jacksonville? Like, I think he was getting paid um, one of the highest like coaching salaries in the NFL. It, it, and he was when yeah. he think? it eight weeks and he was mm-hmm. fired. It was like the fastest. Dude,
0: it's a great gig to be a terrible head coach for the NFL yeah.
1: or for college. It's I need, great because it's like, you to get you. bought out. Yeah. He's like, I need you to lose every game. You're going to go to Ohio <laughs> where you're from. I need you to go out to the bar, get a stinky finger, and you'll be fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'll give you $20 million to do it.
0: <laughs> to never come back again. And it's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, man, I, I, I think Cliff has done enough his, his you know in his past years with the Cardinals to be like, hey, you're gonna see the end of the year, but the the, the, the issues you've had with Kyler and this offense and not winning, um is that's it. That's kind of what's getting you fired, man. And that's that's really it because we just like they committed to to, to Cliff, but they also committed to Kyler in the offseason. Yeah. I think well, you said it best yourself a few weeks ago where you're like you're you're committing to the talent versus the coach. Always. Yeah.
1: Always. And you can hardly really judge this game, uh, because I think San Francisco was like one uh, they Arizona had their number in the division in the mm-hmm. past games. So usually Arizona was winning these and Colt McCoy just couldn't be a solid replacement. Yeah. Um yeah. but I still think even with Kyler, who knows, man? I mean, who knows? i just
0: uh, this is a different game with kyler
1: yeah it's a different game but where arizona is at right now as a team in the year it just kind of feels like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you know and uh that's unfortunate because nobody's really going to give arizona a pass for not having kyler out there just because of where they're at right now if they were seven and four yeah and you know they lost this they'd be like oh kyler will be back soon so uh, exactly. I thought Cole McCoy though he looked he looked pretty decent. He was getting rid of the ball I think two point four second average, which is faster than the average quarterback. So mm-hmm. he wasn't holding it very long. Um, he had like one. I saw his bad throw that kind of sailed over the running back and then got intercepted. And then it was just kind of all over. It looks like they benched him or did he get hurt? Because I see. I don't know this- if they- Sorry, what? No, I just see another quarterback, Trace McSorley, that went six. Yeah, or 10. I guess they,
0: they benched him because they he had gotten intercepted, or maybe he was actually hurt. I'm not exactly sure. I didn't get to watch all the game. I was kind of in and out. Well, it was but... only
1: 10 to 17 when he threw the pick, so that'd be weird to bench. Oh, no,
0: then yeah, and then that, that is kind of weird then. But I dude, the, he he had to let go of the ball quick though, because that 49ers defense, defensive front was so good. Yeah, they were he would they were getting to either McSorley or McCoy and uh jimmy g four touchdowns with only 200 and some yards 200 and uh 228 yards but he threw four touchdowns Debo samuel rushed for a touchdown
1: Old Johnny was G, a,
0: old johnny g old porn star johnny <laughs> this was a very very good game for the 49ers this was kind of like what you were saying about a complete team win for yeah. uh who was it the lions this yeah. was something that you as a 49ers fan, I'd be like, wow, is this what we can do every week? But it's also against the Cardinals. So maybe not every week, but it can definitely be done.
1: That guy, that 49ers fan in Vegas, he told me this was going to happen. I believed him too. He did.
0: You're right. And that's why you picked this game too, right? You picked the 49ers.
1: Yeah. But I also didn't know that Kyler wasn't going to play or it would have been way easier for me. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you,
0: that's a a huge factor. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) But if you would have seen this final score and then I would have told you, that San Francisco would be losing going into the second quarter, you would have been like, "What?" <laughs> I'd like, like,
0: "That was." I would have been like, "That that must have been a crazy last three quarters of that game because Jesus, thirty eight to ten.
1: Yeah, because it was three to zero, Arizona winning going into the second. And then, and if, you would
0: have, and if you would have told me that Jimmy G threw four touchdowns, I would have been like, "You're absolutely high. You need help right now."
1: Yeah. You're like checking to see if he's on your fantasy really quick. You're like, can I pick him
0: up? You're like, Let mid, me pick up. Game.
1: That's those are the pickups. And then they never repeat. It's never, like, that. yeah, never, never. Um, yeah. Um, 25 fantasy points. But yeah, I don't got much to say about that game besides 49ers had a really complete game. Colt yeah. McCoy is no Kyler and Arizona. Who knows if it would have mattered the way they've been playing.
0: George Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk both had two scores. And I didn't know this, but the George Kittle jersey is actually like top three, top four selling in Mexico. So the fact that he actually went to Mexico to play this game is actually the, really cool.
1: What are the masks called Oh, again? the
0: luchador? The luchador mask. Yeah, masks? they gave yeah, him
1: he, one. Did you see him?
0: I did. I saw it. It was actually really cool.
1: It was so dope. Yeah, he put yeah. it on. That was cool that he was able to like give them a show because they probably think like he's like there um he because he kind of like carries himself like a professional wrestler you know like he with does the long with like hair. the
0: attitude and yeah, all that. yeah yeah yeah
1: so he's probably like the most personality out of anybody there and oh yeah oh, so yeah. he put on a show for 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 the city so that's cool
0: and and it was awesome seeing it in in mexico too uh they had the they had like a halftime show by one of the uh the local uh um well not local, but it was a Mexico band. It was really cool. So that was really cool to see. Uh just the atmosphere in these international games. Like you saw the one where Tom Brady went to Germany, yeah. London games. Awesome. I love every single international game that goes on, but 49ers destroyed the Cardinals in this one. I, I I got nothing else unless you got something.
1: No, there is a cool podcast with uh with the teams that went to Germany and the teams mm-hmm. that went, you should hear their stories though about like experiencing Germany and how lucky they're that their job take took them there. They there's so many cool things. And Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on the I I promised I would tell all of our people this. Yeah. Um, Cause you know how Troy Aikman always looks like he has seriously got to stop drinking because his face is like red (laughs) and his eyes are bloodshot.
0: Yeah, every time, every week. I'm like, is this guy okay?
1: Well he finally like looked normal in the booth. And I was like Mm -hmm. riding the bike at the gym and I I Googled. I was like, did Troy Aikman stop drinking? And (laughs) instead of instead of finding the answer to that question, I found uh, Colin uh, Coward has a podcast where I told you he says like shit and sweet and stuff because he's like off air and he just gets a little naughty just gets a little naughty yeah. just a little oh, bit
0: just a little <laughs>
2: bit
1: it's so fucking funny though it's so, it's so mm-hmm. gold but he had uh joe buck on and they were talking and they talked about how um they drink like tequila and grapefruits in the mm-hmm. booth like while they're calling the games mm-hmm. so like I didn't know oh my that dude. They like, yeah. They're like legitimately like having cocktails while they call the game. That's
0: hilarious.
1: He was like, it reminds me not to take it too serious. And also having a drink makes me feel like I'm attending a sports event and not, ah, you know, okay. so yeah, but it's just like, it's so funny. Cause I was like, I knew it. I did. I knew, <laughs> I knew you guys were getting fucked up in there.
0: <laughs> I knew it. Oh, well that was week 11 for you guys. Um, it ended off awesome i mean it was it was a blowout by the 49ers but it ended off awesome in mexico city not a huge time zone change either so that was really nice to actually be able to catch it for monday night football so that was awesome um let's go over uh Mm -hmm. our um record i think overall so our, our our last overall record was 50 and 29 i'm gonna try to count on air right now live how many wins we got so we got 50 we hit on the titans 51 52 53 54 55 uh 56 57 58 all right so we have 58 wins two let's see we had 29 losses 30 that was the bears 31 that was the broncos so 31 losses overall and now for Kyle he ended last week week 10 23 and 19 let's see how many wins he had this week uh, he had one win. So he went to 24 and let's see, 23, 24, 19, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22 losses. He is at 24 and 22. And since basically we're the inverse, I am 22 and 24 week 11. Not bad. We dude, We're, we're killing it on our overall 58 and 31. We're almost like, you know, well, we've we're almost getting better double. than Vegas that i mean that's true and they somehow we it. some and and yet somehow we still you still lost you still couldn't get that money so oh, i'm not going to say gosh. you lost it but you still <laughs> you didn't win it like that's bs right um but yeah that's our overall record again that record overall 58 31 head to head Kyle is still leading by two games 24 to 22 i am 22 and 24 um how do you feel about that record Kyle
1: i feel really good about it i i mean we agree on a lot uh, on a lot of games last week
0: it's gotten so, easier too
1: yeah it's definitely gotten a, a lot easier and uh, the next week is really challenging i took a glance yeah. ahead very tough week as far as who to pick and where to a go so, well you're allowed to look you just no you're not dude, how do you think i do this you think I just, like <laughs> <laughs> the, the day of like he's we just calling
0: he's calling vegas every day <laughs> um but yeah, that is our record. Let's go into final segment here. Let's go into some fantasy talk, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, how is your fantasy team doing? I think. Well, you said you won the game today. Yeah,
1: they took out CMC, so I was able to squeak away with the win. And as you guys know, I started the year zero and five. Since then, I've gone five and one, and nice. I've worked my way back into i mean i could clinch a playoff spot or not clinch but it's not off the table i'm only what is it yeah it's like there's a three-way tie now for second so you know if i i looked at the espn fantasy app like it'll Mm -hmm. tell you your percentage of chances to make the playoffs Mm -hmm. and mine was at one when i was zero and five and I buckled down and I made some <laughs> serious moves, and yeah, and here I am now on a three-way tie for second place in my division, and I'm really proud. I feel like, as a Same. football fan, this is like the closest you can get to being a GM. Yeah, you know, really with like is. adding and dropping and trading and <laughs> waiver wire pickups yeah.
0: and this mad trades. Who was your uh, who was your best performer on your on your squad or like? top 3 or something I don't like want to say it say it
1: Devontae De- Adams Oh no <laughs> That's why you didn't want to say it
0: <laughs> Oh what he get you Oh my god 33 points that's insane Yeah That's li- yeah. that was literally your best player out of every- yeah. everyone else had pretty average
1: Well CD Lamb usually I mean last week he had me 38 points CD Lamb So I mean right now yeah. with yeah, CD Lamb Devontae Adams and mike evans those are like three Mm -hmm. really solid receivers and then kamara had an off week but stevenson's a top 10 running back in the league now i have kenneth Mm -hmm. walker um there's enough juice on this team Mm -hmm. to to go as far as i need i don't have a quarterback but i have enough other like strong position groups i i will never have to put in a running back that I'm not sure about, or a receiver, I, or a flex. Kyle.
0: Kyle has just just a great stable of running backs in his team. So,
1: yeah, skill players only. I still skill. have Russell Wilson. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm dropping him, dude. Ooh, um, all
0: right. I <laughs> I actually won this game this week as well. You crushed uh, it. I cr- I crushed the 146 to 97, and the best move, I think, in my opinion. Was putting Justin Fields in. Yeah. Yeah. Benching Josh Allen and putting in Justin Fields.
1: I was going to say, dude, you should just trade him to me. I'm not in your division. You have another quarterback.
0: (laughs) I was thinking about it, but we'll see. Because now with Justin Fields' injury, I don't know.
1: Forget about that. Just let's do it and (laughs) see what happens later.
0: (laughs) No, I'll give you Russ Wilson. It's fine. Um, (laughs) um, I will say, though, now.
1: Give me Justin Fields then. I'll take the injury. I'll take the. Justin oh, thank you so
0: much for taking the injury. <laughs> thank you. Um, I will say, I mentioned earlier okay. Najee Harris really showed up for me. Two scores, 90 yards, 27 points. Uh, Chris Olave caught a really good touchdown pass from Andy Dalton, got me 21 points. And Evan McPherson got me 17 points. And this is that I had Will Lutz on the bench and he had scored 10. And I was like, if Evan McPherson gets me 10, that'll be great. And he scored 17. So. I Damn. took the dub. A lot of my guys uh, uh, looked really good this week. Thank God because I was on a four game losing streak and I finally got a dub and I think I'll be in third place of my division, still in a playoff hunt. So I'm hoping this continues uh, going forward. Dude, I can't Let us believe- know. Sorry, I go ahead.
1: I can't believe you didn't start Allen Robinson.
0: <laughs> I picked him up because I thought, Hey, Cooper cups out. He's, he's that's the only guy he could, he could go after now. So
1: oh, you picked up. I thought you had him all year. Did I had him all him?
0: year. Yeah, I had him all year up until like week five or something, where I was like, okay, I've lost all hope. And then I picked him back up after Cooper Cup uh, injured, got injured. So,
1: yeah, that's fair. That makes. Yeah, sense.
0: hopefully you guys' fantasy football is going a little bit better than Kyle and I. Although we've we've been on a on, on the up and up now recently. So hopefully you guys are doing better. I I'm fourth in my division. I think I'm about to move into third, and I think you're moving into a three way tie for second. You said right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool, not cool, bad cool.
1: for being owned five <laughs> no not <laughs> that bad at all
0: i like it uh do you have anything else for this episode kyle if not let's uh let's sign off give it yeah. and wave the people off
1: that's all i got uh you guys can follow me on twitter at ftbl only podcast to see my retweets of let's cry
0: um, <laughs> broncos country let's cry
1: yeah and uh <laughs> and then we'll see you on our thursday episode where can they find you rick
0: and so on Twitter, you could find me at, and now Rick, you can follow us here at star six media at star six media on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and Facebook, all the, the platforms you guys are watching us now, watching us now. Um, and yeah, you know, you're getting, you're getting a lot of, a lot of, a lot of content right now. You're getting a lot of, um, uh, a lot of world cup content from EAFP with Eric. He's giving you daily content every day from the world cup, Obviously, you're getting your NFL fix here at OnlyFootball, all sports at uh, JCA Sports Podcast, all your MMA and wrestling at uh, Sports Strip Live, your baseball at three up, three down, your hockey at Slot Shop, bam, bam. (laughs) I like it, Kyle. I like it. And of course, all your Chicago content at Big Leagues Chicago. Um, But yeah.
1: Where's the drag racing? The what? Drag racing? Oh yeah. The drag
0: racing. God, you know, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I know it's huge. Uh, I know Kyle loves it. Hopefully he's, I think Kyle's going to come up with a drag racing podcast here soon. Uh
2: Yeah.
1: It's going to be called (laughs) Jeff Gordon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. That's going to be, that's going to be great, but all right, man. Great time. And, uh, we will hold on. Yep. Anything else before we get out of here?
1: Nope. That's all I got. We'll see you Thursday. All right. See ya. See you. Happy.